0: I'm Michael Maui, and this is Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales. is an Irish tale and you know people on the on the internet there if they want they can listen to the earlier episodes because on episode one and episode eight and episode nine I also told Irish tales and here we have the end of March we'll have the t- Irish tale all right now this is a story about a fella named Robin and this story comes from County Galway and an old man told it I think it was to Lady Gregory in 1902, that's a long time ago. Well, <clears throat> Robin, he had a cow and he went all the way to the village and he sold the cow at the market and he got a bit of money for it. But then instead of coming straight on home, what does he do? He stops and he gets a sandwich and a bit to eat and that and he spends some of his money. And he knew the wife would be upset with him for wasting the money. So then, instead of coming straight home that night, he stopped at a, at a barn there. And you know, up in the barn, there's straw and there's a hayloft. So he goes up into the top of the hayloft and he just thought he'd sleep right up there. You could show me how he would sleep, that's right. he just lie down and he'd take a rest. But just as he was going to sleep, what should happen? But the barn door opened and in came some other fellas. Oh, and they were some rogues who came in there and they were carrying something with them. What did they have? But they themselves had silver plate that they were after stealing from somebody in the town. And they were just taking the silver plate, they're gonna hide it in the straw till they could get further away. But Robin, he sat perfectly still. Let me see if he enrists him. He sat perfectly still so they would not see him. And he was afraid that oh he might have trouble with them if, if, the, if those lads found him up there in the loft. But he was so still that they did not notice him. And then, by morning time they had left, and your man Robin had gotten a bit of sleep in the night too. Well he goes, and he wakes up in the morning, and he comes out to the barn, and everybody in the village, they're talking about the silver plate. Everybody's saying, oh we don't know who it was that stole the silver plate, and we don't know what has happened to the silver plate. But does Robin know? Yeah. Yes, he does indeed. He knows. He knows who it was that stole the silver plate, and he knows where it is, buried in amongst the straw. Well, he's a good man, and so he goes to the police officers, and he decides that he'll tell them exactly what happened. But he doesn't want anyone knowing that he was sleeping in the barn like one of the animals. So he doesn't tell them how he knows. He just says, "Trust me on this. I can tell you who it was that stole the silver plate," and he gives the names. And then he says, and I can tell you where the silver plate was. Well, those men who stole the silver plate, they admitted it, and the silver plates were found. And after that, everyone thought that Robin had great magical powers. How how could he have known who stole the silver ring? He must have magical powers. Well, there was a man in the house, and he had lost his diamond ring. And he says to Robin, he says, Robin, I've heard about the great powers that you have. I want you to tell me who it was that stole my diamond ring. And Robin said, I can't tell you. Because he really didn't have magical powers. He didn't know who stole it. But you know that man of the house, when he heard that, when he heard him say, I can't tell you. What he thought was, he thought Robin really knew, but he wouldn't tell him. And so the man of the house says, Oh you can't tell me is that it, Robin. I'll tell you what. I'm going to have you locked up in a room upstairs for three days and you tell me who it was at the end of those three days or I'll have the life he can write out of you. But, but, I told you I can't tell you. Oh, you tell me, you tell me. So they lock Robin up in the room and they put him up in the room and he is pacing back and forth. I tell you, he's wearing a path right in the linoleum he was. And he, he's going back and forth and then he could see the sun setting out the doors and he knows that he only has three days to live and he has to find out, but he can't find out. Well, I'll tell you who it was. There were three of them. It was the butler, it was the cook, and it was the housemaid. It's always the butler, isn't it? The three of them worked together and they were the ones that saw the diamond ring. But Robin didn't know that. And he's looking out the window and there's the sun nearly setting and he's feeling so sad. Can I see your sad face? Oh, it's a very sad face, he's feeling very sad. Oh, it's a good sad face, boy. <laughs> he's feeling very sad because the day's almost gone by. And there's one of the first days. Well, just then the butler comes in with a tray full of food. And he's bringing a bit of food for you, man, Robin. He goes, oh, here's a bit of food for you, sir. Well, Robin, he looks away from from the westward facing window. And he looks at the butler. And you always know, thinking there's one of the three days gone. And he looks at the butler and he goes, There's one of them. He goes, There's one of them. And the butler, he thinks that Robin knows that he's one of the ones that stole the diamond ring. He starts shaking, his two hands are shaking. He sets down the tray and he goes rushing out of the room. The butler goes downstairs and he says, Cook, housemaid, you won't believe what I'm telling you, but Robin himself. He does have magical powers. He looked right at me and he said, there's one of them. He knows that I was involved in the theft of the diamond ring. Well, the next day, the cook, she speaks up and she goes, ah, I've known Robin since he was a little boy. I tell you, I know, I know his very own mother. And I'll tell you what, Robin doesn't have a lick of magical skills at all. I'll go up to him. And so that second day, she was bringing the tray of food up to him But you know Robin, he's looking out that westward window as the sun's setting on the second day. And there it is, and the sun's nearly setting. He's thinking, oh my goodness, there's the second of them nearly gone. And there's the sun going down over the horizon. And the cook, she walks in. And you know, she knows Robin, so she talks to him. She goes, oh Robin, I'm very sorry for your troubles. And is there any message I could get to your mother and a whole bunch of other nonsense? But Robin's not really listening to her. He's just seeing. That there's the second out of the three days nearly gone. And he looks at the cook and he goes, huh, There's the second of them. And he points his finger right upon her, There's the second of them. Meaning, there's the second of the three days. Oh, Well, she goes, Oh! And then she sets on the tree, she goes rushing out of the room. And she, she, says, she says to the mother, oh, indeed you're right, indeed you are. He looked right through me and he says, there's the second of him.' Oh, I didn't know he had such magical powers. <laughs> Does Robin have magical powers? No, <laughs> no, he doesn't have them at all. But, but, you know, she was thinking that he did. So then the third day come. Now the housemaid, that's right, the third day. The housemaid, she says, listen. I know to the village. I never even met your man, Robin. I'll tell you what. I'll bring the food up to him to say there's no way he can know that I was involved in the theft of the diamond ring. So she's bringing the food up on the tree. And there's the third day. Robin's feeling very... Let me see your sad expressions. Oh, he's feeling... Oh, that's it, very sad. Because there's the third sunset. This will be the last sunset he thinks he'll ever see. And the sun's going right down. And then... The housemaid walks in and she goes, Here's your food, sir. And Robin, he looks at her and he's seeing that third sunset, the very last one. And he goes, There's the third of them. And that's the very last one. The third of them. And it's the very last one. And he's walking right toward her and pointing at her and saying, The third. Them talk. What are we going to do? He has such magical powers. He's going to for on us. Well, you see, what should we do? Maybe we should go tell the man of the house that we stole the dining room. No, no, no. Let's, let's do this. What What should we do? Well, let's go up and let's ask Robin to protect us, to shield us in some way from, from, from the master of the house. So the three of them come back up to Robin. And they all start speaking at once. Oh, Robin, we know you have magical powers. We're so sorry. We should have never stole anything. We'll never steal anything again. Just protect us in some way. Here, here's the diamond ring itself. (laughs) It, It took him a few moments, but then he understood what was going on. And then, wasn't he all cool and calm and collected? And he says to them, he says, you promise me now you won't steal anything more. Oh no, no, no. Oh, very well, because I know, you know. Oh, that's true, he would. (laughs) i tell you what you do. You take that diamond ring. And have you seen that turkey gobbler out in the courtyard? Yes, but take that diamond ring. And you force it down the throat of the turkey gobbler. Well, they didn't know why he was saying such an odd thing, but they knew they had to do exactly what he said, and that's what they did. Well, a short while later, the man of the house, the one who had locked him up in the room, he comes up and he says, Well, Robin, it's been three days. Are you going to tell me now? Will you tell me now who it was that stole the diamond ring? And Robin says, You know that turkey gobbler you have in the yard? Yes. Kill that one. Cut it open and see what you find. And they did. And what did they find inside of it? What's a diamond ring? Oh, they had a great feast of Turkey that night, and I tell you, Robin, he got a three times greater name than he ever had before. But there was one man in the village, and he said, listen, I don't believe all this is being said of Robin. I've known him, I've known him many a year, and I say he doesn't have any magical powers, but the man of the house, oh, yes he does. Oh, I don't believe he does, oh, yes he does. And that man said, Listen to me. You bring me to Robin. I'll put something under a cloth on the table. And I'll tell you, Robin will never be able to guess what it is that's underneath the cloth. And the man in the house says, oh! The master says, oh, yes, he'll be able to tell you. i tell you, he will not. But they bring Robin. And Robin looks at the cloth on the table. And it's got some sort of a shape to it. There's definitely something under it, but you and I know Robin, he doesn't have any magical powers at all. There's no way he could figure out what's underneath there. And he's outfoxed them so many times. You know, that's tricked him to outfox someone. He outfoxed them about the silver plate. He outfoxed them about who it was it stole the silver plate. He outfoxed them about the diamond ring. He outfoxed them about the turkey gobbler. He outfoxed them in every which way you can imagine. But he knows he can't outfox them anymore. There's no way he can figure out what's underneath that, that bit of cloth there. And he can't outfox him anymore, so he might as well just own up to it. He might as well just admit it. And so your man Robert, he says, ah, no, one he can't outfox him. he says, ah, the fox, the fox has caught at last. He says, he can't outfox him. But that man who had hid something under the, under the blanket, his mouth grew wide open. <gasps> And they looked up underneath that blanket, and what was there but a fox. All oh, 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 the people, they, they said, Robin has great powers entirely, great powers entirely. But you know, there was still one more person, just one more person in the town, and she said, I don't know how Robin knew about that fox. I don't know how he knew about the silver plate, and I sure don't know how he knew about that diamond ring. But I'm gonna put something under a blanket. You bring Robin to me, there's no way he'll know. Okay. Well they said, oh yes, you'll know. Okay. He'll know. Oh, who knows what'll be underneath that? Well a fox. Oh there there was a fox the first time. Do you think there'll be another? I don't know about that. Well, there was something put under the blanket. And then Oh, could it be a turkey? Could it be a fox? Who knows what's underneath there? But Robin, he doesn't know. Does Robin have any magical powers? No. Yeah. No, he doesn't have a bit of him. It's, he's looking at it, and it, it seems a little smaller than last time, but there's no way that he can figure it it's out. a mouse. Well, what do you think, a mouse? Mm-hmm. It could be a mouse. It could, couldn't it now, Garth? But, but Holster, no. He, he's looking underneath, and he's trying to figure out. It's done. If only he could have fooled this last person. Then he would have fooled everybody in the entire parish. But it's, it's done. It's over. There's no way. There's no way Robin can figure out what it is under there this time. And so he looks. He looks at them all. It's done. He knows he's done. And so he says to them, he might as well just admit it. And he says, Robin's done this time, right? Robin's done this time. You know, because it's over. There's no way that he can understand. What, oh. But the lady who had hid something under the blanket. When he said, Robin's done this time, she let out a little, oh, and then she lifted up the blanket. What was underneath there but a Robin bird? Oh, he got it exactly right, indeed, he did. (laughs) Yes, he did, and you know, your man, Robin, He got a great name after that and he lived a long life and a happy one and may you and I do just the same. Michael Malley and this has been another episode of Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales.